0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back so You Can't Be Serious. I'm JB, and with me, as always, Dan the Man. What's up, Dan?
1: What's up? What's up, my people? We are back. We are back. Me and JB back to give y'all all the heat on the latest sports news, sports drama, everything going on, man. It's a Can't Be Serious podcast. Now, we've
0: been talking for. Probably what like two months now about getting this really back together, but I think now's the perfect time. NBA starts back up tomorrow. We are in the full playoff wild scenario race in the NFL. the The college football playoffs are about to start up. Oh, the man. NCAA basketball is going in full force when the games aren't getting canceled. We're seeing upsets like crazy. Like
1: oh yeah, this is the I year mean, of the upset.
0: I know 2020 has been a crazy year for all of us, but I just seen kind of sports get back and just, you know, being that normal level of hectic. It's just, it's just reassuring to me.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, I feel like 2020 has been bad, of course, with COVID and everything, but it's like taught you to just appreciate the little things, you know, just like. Cause you know we were locked in the house for i don't know how long then i just started to appreciate listening to music in my car and listening to the podcast and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. so that's, the, that's the things we can get out of 2020 it wasn't that bad but it was bad yeah
0: you know what it was you know an interesting year it's something that people our age have never had to deal with but hey we got through it uh you know it looks like we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here so we're uh we're going to be okay, it seems like. And that's, you know, we can get back to, to worrying about our teams winning or losing. So that's that's, that's a good thing to be worried about, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, but with all that said, you ready to get some sports, bro?
0: And let's get into it. And just before anything else, let's just uh, talk of one second. Uh, Giannis signed that big, you know, Supermax oh, contract.
1: Man, it
0: staying in Milwaukee, he's not going to be a free agent next yes. year. Uh, if you were him, would you have signed that deal?
1: Um, Yes. The reason I say yes is because the way the person I feel that Giannis is, he's one of those players that's just like, I'm going to be loyal to the team. They picked him, what, 14th or 15th. Nobody yeah. really knew about him. Like, they took a chance on him, so why not? Like, we, we, we're trying to climb the hump. i won two MVPs. They brought Drew Holiday in. I feel like he's good. It's good that he signed that deal and the fact that he uh he stayed. It just in a world where everyone leaves, bro. Yeah. Man, it was pretty dope. It was dope to see that. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't looking to go
0: where there's already some established talent. He yeah. said he wants to be the established talent that other people are gonna try to flock to him for. Exactly. Come to I, me. I respect that. He bet on himself. Uh, but he showed leadership in doing that, and that, that's awesome, and yeah. you can rewarded for that, because you can't get that contract if you go on free
1: agency. That's a contract. You can only get it for St. home. And the thing is, and I won't be mad at him if he, after those five years, he decides to go somewhere else, because he's putting it, if he sticks this whole five years out, that's a lot of time and work. Hopefully I can get a ring out of it, but um, it's good. Well, but like I now said,
0: it's up to the yeah. front office. They need to, to put a team around him that, yep. that can win. so we'll see how that goes, and The next five years, it will be it'll be interesting to see. But uh, you know, going with another superstar uh, on the West that wants to head East, James Harden. So James, man, this this team is just it was like a slow train wreck from you know last year to now. Now Russell Westbrook is gone. They traded. They got John Wall. They got rid of him. Boogie cousins. And now, now James Harden says, "I I want out. I'm gone." Well, uh, so, if you were the front office of Houston, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna try to talk him out of it, or what sort of trade package are you gonna look for from another team? See,
1: the thing is, if I'm the front office, I don't have to talk him out of anything because your signature is on this contract, and I got you for another two years, so. If I don't, if I wanna, like I I don't have to listen to you. Even though he came in camp overweight, he was partying with little baby. Even though it was his birthday, I don't care. You can go party party with the rappers, man. Rappers and ball players that go together. But um, he just came out just just not focused, and you can tell he's doing this on purpose, bro. He really really wants to get out of there. And from the front office, I'm keeping him because there's no way you can get anything in trade value because like draft picks they're cool but you're still taking a chance of drafting a prospect and like I don't think anybody else is going to want to give up their stars to get him
0: yeah I think he might want to actually chill out with uh hanging out with them rappers because he showed up to Houston he looks like Rick Ross now yeah, so. chubby. <laughs>
1: chubby bro he's no, yeah, really I- enjoying it <laughs>
0: It just seems like they just kind of let him do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not just like a one-time thing on his birthday. Like, they just, whenever he was in a city he liked, he got to just go out and do whatever he wanted. They moved their travel schedule around his
1: party schedule. See, and that's on that front office. You can't, I don't care who you are. You can't create a culture like that. Now, if it's Michael Jordan and you got three finals, three, I mean, two, three-peats, of course, I'm going to let you do what you want. You've shown it. But James Harden, he only got one MVP. Of course, he got some scoring titles. But come on, bro, you got to you gotta lock in, finish out what you signed, your contract. That's what I feel you should do.
0: Yeah. My, my only argument there, though, would be is people like Michael Jordan and even Kobe Bryant, you didn't see them trying to go out on game night, you know, after a game something trying to do they something crazy. The they were had a singular focus on winning. That was their focus. Basketball, exactly. They didn't care about partying. Yeah. That basketball was what they did. But James Hunt is very talented, but his singular focus currently has not been winning.
1: Yeah.
0: It's yeah. been his own stats, it's been his own legacy. Not so much of championships, but just with Scoring and just having a good time after the game, and yeah. I mean that's—I'm not going to damn him for that. That's all yeah. right.
1: But you're not going to be a legend by doing that, do, exactly, bro. So let's get the teams he's talking about wanting to go to, man. So I see that he, he Philly is a is a is a mark, um a target to get James Harden. yeah but,
0: so it seems like he wants to go East Coast.
1: Yeah, he wants to get out of that West, man. Out of that.
0: And I don't blame him for that at all, honestly. I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you can't blame him, man. If you go to the East, wherever he goes, they're immediately going to get better. But um, as far as Philly, I don't think Philly will pull the trigger on that. I'm not, no way I'm getting rid of Ben Simmons or Embiid. I know James Harden's a good talent, but Embiid and Simmons, they're young, man. They're too young. James, was he pushing 30, 30, 31, something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I can flip that. I mean, yeah, if
0: I'm Philly, I would be willing to listen for packages involving Simmons, but I would not be willing to listen to anything involving Embiid.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Embiid's if you to definitely- trade
0: and get a new guard in there, you need that A list big man under the rim. So, I mean, I don't – I wouldn't even want to get rid of Simmons, but if I did decide, say, hey, let's at least get somewhere that can shoot beyond the arc, I would understand that, but I wouldn't be talking about beat at all. So if that is a non-negotiable for Houston, then that deal is just not happening if I'm the GM for Philly. Now, another team he's talked about is, of course, the, the up-and-coming super team, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, there's just there's not a whole lot they have to give if you're not gonna put Kyrie or Durant in a package and they're not going into yeah, that they've
1: pack. already said they're not doing that so it's gonna be like Levert did and a bunch of picks and I'm not giving James Harden for that you crazy so yeah Sounds like, Was, stuff. like you want to have washed up DeAndre Jordan so <laughs> <what> you want <laughs> <laughs> exactly so I mean the the ball's really in Houston's court because they can, if they really want to, they can ship him off anyway. They don't have to send him where he wants to go, like how yeah. how uh, San Antonio sent Kawhi to Toronto. He ended up winning a ring, but he didn't want to go there. He wanted to go to LA, and they were not sending him to LA. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we'll see how it ends up. I just have a feeling we're gonna see him stay in a Rockets uniform. Yeah,
1: most definitely. I just.
0: Nothing close to a deal has materialized yet. And the, the season starts tomorrow. So I think this will pick back up maybe around the trade deadline. But until then, I think we're going to see him in a Rockets uniform. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of which, games starting up tomorrow. We've got big matchups. We've, yeah. we've got an abbreviated season. We've got, you know, NBA in a post bubble, but. Still, pandemic world. Uh, what do you think that the beginning of the season is going to look like?
1: I think. Well, here's how I see it: the teams that were in the bubble, doing the whole, and not even the teams that just played the play games. The first eight, I don't even count those teams. If you went home early, I don't really count. You. I'm talking about the teams that were in the playoffs, playing for long periods of time. Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to see them take a little step backwards. They're going to chill a little, a little bit but these young teams that haven't played ball in, like, a year, or these or vets that just haven't played ball in a year, like Golden State and, and Charlotte, yeah. the Knicks, just, like, all those young squads, they're going to come out just a little more hungrier. I feel like you'll see a lot of these good teams coast a little bit until it's time to pick it up. But, yeah, yeah, I think, bro. I think we're
0: going to see some of these star players that haven't played in a long time just absolutely ready to attack. I think, like, players like you know Steph Curry, it, I think he's going to be going off these first. Oh, yeah, games. man. Um, yeah, so we're going to be seeing that. We're even seeing some of these some of these younger teams, and I, I agree. We're gonna we're gonna see a lot of development that happened during the, their off time. Um, I'm excited to see the hometown Hornets play a little bit. Man, I think
1: it's been exciting the whole preseason just watching their games, bro. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for the regular season. Yeah, I I think some
0: of these young players are gonna be fun to watch. I don't necessarily see them going very far, but I I see them being real scrappy and putting up a real fight. They're not gonna be an easy out for very many teams. That's Um, how we
1: like it. That's um, what we're expecting right now. We're not expecting rings right now. Like we're just coasting with development and I like it. We just want to be competitive. (laughs) That's all that's all all, competitive team. That's all we
0: want. Last couple years we haven't had that. But that's you know what it's good that is improvement. Uh, so let's let's go to the the West Coast in here. We've got a couple of players signed some big deals, but not a whole lot in free agency. There wasn't really a whole lot of movement.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in terms of as the season goes on and like really we see who's the cream of the crop is, do you just kind of expect it to be very similar? Maybe a, a little difference here or there, but very similar to how the p- playoffs went the West Coast last year?
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, the Lakers are definitely repeating unless something happens drastically on the trade deadline. The only team I see, because I feel like the Clippers, I know they just signed Paul George to a crazy deal. I feel like the Clippers, are they're not going to touch the Lakers. The only team I see actually messing with the Lakers, and that would be in the championship is the Nets. Um, I feel like Kyrie and KD, they both have something crazy to prove this year. But I don't think they can cancel out LeBron and AD. So if I have any money that I can spare, <laughs> I'm putting it on the Lakers to repeat. What, what about
0: a uh, at least a semi-healthy Warriors team? You know, Steph Curry's back. Uh, Draymond's healthy. They got Wiseman in there. No, you don't think nothing?
1: Nah, just because clay has gone. Like I, if I no. swear if they had Clay, they would be right there because I need if I had Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and James Wiseman, that would be perfect. But Clay is going, You need the Splash Brothers. You can't just have Splash. You need the Splash Brothers. Yeah.
0: Now uh, another team in LA, uh, the Clippers. Yeah. They they made some changes. Uh, they got rid of their coach. They but I mean the two main pieces are still there. Kawhi. Paul George, they've really underperformed last year. Do you think that change in scheme is gonna help to kind of like maybe not get them to the Lakers level, but at least kind of get them to where their talent really should bring them? Yeah,
1: yeah. See, um, the thing I know I said the La- the Clippers won't touch the Lakers this year. I still believe that, but the Clippers um, because they have Talu, he's gonna force like he's gonna change the attitude of the team, like. Mm-hmm. doc rivers he was more of a coasting coach he let his players do what he wanted he let Kawhi sit he let paul george they just decided when they were going to practice Talu doesn't did doesn't do that he had lebron james and the boys like he he would challenge them every day there's no load management with Talu, so i expect to see Kawhi playing a lot more than he did last year and they should have a good season okay and then uh
0: I also wanted to talk before we go back to the East Coast. Here, I want to talk about last year's uh, two of the some of the top picks. There, we got Zion in New Orleans. We got John Morant in Memphis. What sort of stride should we be looking for for them from their their rookie now to their their second season?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, bro! I definitely expect to see a huge uh, uplift with Zion because. Yeah. See him in the preseason; he's dropping thirty-one points, twenty-eight points here, and that whole core of that team with him, Lonzo, Bi, and uh, Jackson Hayes—they just have a good core. So I definitely see him to take a step forward. and They're not going to low manage him; they're going to let him play. And Ja, I feel like Ja's going to pick up where he left off. That dude's a beast; he's going to pick it up.
0: Yeah, honestly, I just—I was so blown away by Ja. I liked him going into the draft, but I didn't expect him to do as well as he did his rookie season, especially coming from a small school like the way he did. Yeah. But he really impressed me. I cannot wait. I I think he's going to be an all-star this year as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, Zion can do that too, even in a very competitive West Coast. But I think yeah, I expect to see a lot of big things for them. Now for this year's rookies, What? just give me a couple names of people that you think that, you know, all the listeners should be looking out for to really kind of blow away the competition and really being that rookie of the year conversation.
1: OK, so, um, of course, we know the LaMelo balls. I'm not going to focus on him too much. Yeah, but the Hortons did play the magic and Cole Anthony looked amazing, man. He shot the three ball. Well, He was facilitating. He was attacking. Look out for him. Um, I definitely like uh, Isaac Okoro. He was a beast. If you check out the, pre- I, I don't know why I've been so into preseason basketball. It's just because I don't know. I'm starting to love watching basketball more and more. But Isaac Okoro for uh, the Cavaliers, he's balling. Um, I'm excited for Obi Toppin. I don't know. Rookie of the year, of course, I'm gonna pick Lamelo. But um, it's a lot of good young cats out there, and we haven't seen James Wiseman yet. I'm ready to see him. Anthony Edwards, he's been doing okay. So yeah, bro, I'm excited. Yeah. I think that
0: we, I know there wasn't any, like one single name in this past draft that we just thought was like heads and tails yeah. above the past. Uh-huh. but there was a lot of very, very talented players. I mean, even I'm, I mean, like you said, Obi Toppin, I think that New York is actually a great place for him. Yeah. I've really come around to that. I wasn't crazy about the pick initially, but I've come around. I think he's going to be great. Uh, we've, got a lot more people. I think the ball, his vision on the court is insane. I I mean he looks like a six, seven year vet out there. Yeah, it's like
1: magic ball. Johnson like passes and he's doing it like just with ease. I'm like, yo, you gotta calm down, young fella. You gotta Yeah, so I mean I think if
0: everyone stays healthy, I think it'll be Lamelo Ball. But the only X factor I throw in there is we haven't seen Wiseman play yet. I
1: want to um,
0: see him. He's he's that guy that could really be a dominant force on the inside for a Golden State team that really really needs that. So, I think we could see him get it as well. I'm really excited about how that's going to go. Um, let's just check in with the Hornets real fast here. So we got. We've got uh, some a lot of really talented guards now. All of a sudden in Charlotte, uh-huh. uh, we got the person who should have been the most
1: improved player. Yeah, robbed, man. You know, what, what do you expect to see from him this year? Oh man, again, I, like I said, this preseason, man, he's been balling. He's been, he's he's been he's extended his range, man. So he's all the way, trying to do that that Dame Lillard, that Steph Curry shooting from mm-hmm. like almost past the the half court line. He's extended his range a lot. He can like just break down players and get his own shot. So I'm uh, I, I like the uh, uh, damn <laughs> my bad, but I like uh, Devontae Grant, Man, he's definitely baller.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this. I think that's the kind of player that I mean. I think his contract actually runs out at the end of this. That's the one that should be getting re-signed here. Uh, that's the kind I think will be really a hometown favorite
1: yeah. here. Um, Miles Bridges, bro, he's a, he's, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but he has that superstar effect. Like he, he just has highlight plays every now and again, you he'll just dunk somebody out of nowhere. And everybody. Goes yeah, that,
0: that's actually, that's what I was talking about. Cause I mean, the, the knock with him is that he's always had these great highlight plays, but it's that day to day play to play kind of thing It's kind of where he struggles where he'll get, he'll go on fire for a little bit and just, mm-hmm he'll blow up the stat sheet, but then he just quiets down. I mean, hopefully with the, you know, the coaching staff is really working on him with that, because I would like to see just the ability to count on him, game to game. I think that would really help Charlotte get to the next level and really be that you know, 6-8 to seed playoff contender kind of team. Uh, him, as well as last year's short-round pick uh, P.J. Washington, I mean seeing those two improve and having those kind of those big guys and more of a small core kind of team, I think that would really help them on the East Conference Eastern conference.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't expect them to see, like fight for a playoff spot. They'll probably barely be there like they always are, but they'll be exciting to watch. It'll be great to see them grow. And now we have like a future to look forward to. Now it's not like a scramble It'd be like, Oh my gosh, what's the direction of the team? We got a direction, so we'll just see it through. I'm not I'm not mad at them.
0: Yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah. So NBA's going on. I mean, I'm. That's just. It's so exciting. But for the NFL now, moving over to that, we've got the seasons winding down. It, it's there. It's the opposite now. So NBA's just starting up, and we've got two weeks left. Uh, it's Monday that we're recording this. We've got Monday night football between the Steelers Bengals. Just gonna call it. Steelers are winning that. Um, but we've got two weeks left, and the playoff picture is going crazy right now. So if the if the season were to end today, I'm going to give you what the matchups would be, all right? It would be Kansas City with the first round ball, and then it would be Pittsburgh versus Miami in Pittsburgh. If that's the matchup, what – what are you looking for on the field to kind of determine who's going to win that game? Because Dolphins are up and coming team, very talented, but yeah.
1: seems like they're not quite a Steelers level yet. But
0: yeah, what so would be the key matchup that would decide that?
1: This is going to be Mike Tomlin and his experience, basically uh, against a team, a very, a very young team. Because Miami, I don't think they were expecting to be in this position, especially when they like bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know what they were expecting from Tua, but. They're, since they're in they're, right now, they're in the playoffs. Um, I guess we can uh, we can expect them to fight, but Mike Tom's gonna game plan, and I don't think Tua's gonna be able to do anything against this defense. Um, we, people don't really give Mike Tomlin the credit that he deserves, man. He's one of the oh, best down. coaches in the league, he does yeah. it year in, year out. Doesn't matter who, like, especially with that quarterback circus they had last year, and they still had a winning record, man. So, just hats off to him. But I don't think that the, uh, the Dolphins will really, will really uh, handle them.
0: Now, I mean, I do want to give credit where credit is due. The coach for Miami has gone well above expectations last year and this year. I mean, we were talking about them going 0-16 possibly last year. And they, they were, what, the fourth pick? Like, he actually got some wins. He's constantly going above the expectations kind of what I thought when they first bench Fitzpatrick was, I thought they were trying to tank for the rest of the season to get themselves that one more blue chip kind of player yeah. before they really start to try and compete for, you know, AFC East division title, mm-hmm. but that didn't work out because Tua's come on. He's looking really good. He's really not turning the ball over very much. Yep. Um, the offensive line. I mean, they need a little bit of work, but they're pretty solid. I mean, if you look around the league the way the offensive lines are, they're I mean, they're I would put them in the top half of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh their running game has struggled a little bit. Uh they've actually come out with some pretty decent pass catchers, where they've been dealing with some injuries. I would just I mean, if I'm them, I'm just looking for experience. Uh, I I just don't see them winning against that Steelers defense though. They will eat up young quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. they, so I don't see them winning that, but I see them kind of getting that first round exit. And with the way this draft could go, they could still get themselves a premier pass catcher, which is what I would devour them. Yeah, for most definitely. And then, and then you are ready to compete against the Bills next year. Yep. With the as long as Tua grows at the rate that you know we think he's gonna, him and Josh Allen will be a fun rivalry for years to come. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Uh, and speaking of Josh Allen, the next one would be the number three seed Buffalo Bills against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I would be really excited for that matchup. That would
1: be a really good game. Who who you think will win that? Who you taking?
0: So I'm taking Buffalo. I am a big believer in Josh Allen this year, and I am not a believer in Phillip Rivers and his nice. entire career. How do you
1: think I feel?
0: Yeah, I know, <laughs> but especially now that he's older. Uh, now they have they've got a good running back now in uh, John Stewart. Their defense looks really, really good. Darius Leonard is a linebacker. Their their back, uh, their defensive backs look really good. Did you see that one-handed catch that one defensive back had? Yeah, that was crazy. last week. Yeah. Oh my god, that was. So they look really good, but Josh Allen is picking apart defenses. Yeah, If you you don't get to him and hit him right away, he's going to pick you apart. That shoulder fake that he does, that is my favorite move of 2020. Like, (laughs) I mean, we are seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers bite on that. Like, they're a Pop Warner team. It's amazing. And
1: Stephon Diggs, bro. Stephon Diggs has been falling, man. It's great to see him. uh,
0: Did you hear about how they were able to really uh, get their relationship going in this COVID world? Yeah. They've been playing, uh, playing Call of Duty together.
1: <laughs> hey, bro, Call of Duty brings the world together. So
0: then the last matchup would be a rematch, actually. It would be uh, Cleveland going to Tennessee for a Titans-Browns rematch. Now, the last time this happened, the Browns tore up uh, the Titans, I think it's going to be a little more competitive if it happens again, but I mean, me being a, a bit of a homer, I still expect Cleveland to pull it out, especially with Baker Mayfield right now, but what would you be looking for in that matchup?
1: So you said the Titans and the Browns, correct?
0: Yep, uh, Titans so and Browns. The
1: first thing that I will be expecting to see is Derek here to put another grown man in the air. Did you, did you see that stiff arm? Let me tell
0: you, whenever the Titans play the Jags, there's going to be a highlight, and it is not gonna be good for the Jags. Never,
1: never. (laughs) Didn't he break the two 90 yard runs on them or something? Yeah, he oh Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, that stiff arm that the guy that went there that time, that was Jalen Ramsey. Oh
1: (laughs) but um I really love the way that you guys are looking and um I'm shocked. I think the whole world is shocked. Um stuff you can fans. the fence. you guys do you guys stuck in there and um believed in baker and i can say like i didn't believe in baker but he is looking accurate as hell he's not and like they're putting him in those play action situations that he's good at. he's good at doing the play action and just picking defenses apart so they're doing that i think without odell you guys are doing better so i mean it's kind of good y'all can trade him i don't know <laughs> He's you know, a rookie head coach
0: implementing a completely new offense, which is the one that's you know pretty similar to what uh, you see in Minnesota. Uh, and it was installed over Zoom. It was abbreviated training camp. They just they weren't ready. As the season started, they just weren't even ready to play the games. They had no preseason games. Uh, but what you're saying is as these weeks are going on, he's getting more and more comfortable. offense is pretty much tailor made for him. He is perfect off play action. Two
1: workhorses in the backfield.
0: Yes, absolutely. And now it's at the point now where all these pass catchers like they understand Baker. They're finding the soft spot in the defenses. You know, they're just they're helping him. The offensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh, So, so from week seven to now Baker Mayfield has been a top five quarterback in the majority of the major categories. Uh, He's only in the last four weeks, he's only thrown one interception. The only thing that he really struggles with, and this was really evident during the game against Pittsburgh is that when he's under pressure, he goes back to that Baker that we saw last year, that one that just throws the ball, that one that's so, if you want to beat Baker, you need to hit him. And Tennessee's weak part of their game is the pass rush. And that's why I expect the Browns to win. Now, I think it's going to be a shootout because the Titans' offense versus the Browns' defense, I think that's another no question the Titans are going to win. But I think we're going to see first team to 40 is going to win. I think it's going to be that kind of game. I think it's going to be the Browns that can pull it out, but it could be either way. We'll see, like, a, you know, a 40, 35 42 kind of game.
1: I got
0: you. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So if the playoffs were to happen today, that would be the NFC pitcher. Now for the NFC. Right now, Green Bay has the, the first round bye. We'd be looking at the Saints versus the Cardinals. What do you think would be the key matchup in that game? Oh, man. Uh, I
1: think it will be Drew Brees' health. Um, and if they can slow down Kyler Murray, I feel like Kyler Murray's at that uh, point in his career where um, it's hard to figure him out. Cause he's not giving you what he's given you in the past. His arm is there. Now he's running the ball sliding smart because of that baseball background. So I think this year is his, his year that he's um, he's taken off. So it's going to be hard to figure out, but, there's something about the Saints in the playoffs. They never get it done, man. It's, it's been a while since we've seen the Saints do something in the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't – I'll probably expect to see a, a first-round exit from the Saints if the playoffs were the end of the day and they played. But, uh, yeah. I, and I definitely
0: agree those – you know, it is going to be a marquee quarterback matchup. Uh, the thing that I'd be worried about if I was part of the Cardinals is Kyler Murray has turned the ball over quite a bit this year. And seeing him against a veteran, veteran, you know, backfield the way that the saints have, I just, I don't see him doing very well. I think he's going to have to make a lot of plays with his legs. Um, Kenny Drake hasn't been that great this year. They really can't count on him, you know, to, to run all over the saints. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I think, it's gonna just come down to the fact that Kyler's just not gonna be able to keep up with what they're doing defensively, uh-huh. and so I do I do expect to see the, the Saints win this one. And I mean, I'm really not trying to knock Kyler because it's not not everything is his fault, but it's just he it looks like he's not on the same page with Cliff as he was last year. That's kind of what it's looked like to me.
1: Well, I don't know because that that shootout that they had with Philly. On Sunday was crazy. He looked really He fumbled a lot, but like he looked good throwing the ball. And it's just he has so many weapons. He has Christian Kirk, uh, Hopkins, Hopkins football, and he got Larry Fitzgerald with the short sure hands.
0: Did you see Hopkins catch at the end of that game? Oh my
1: gosh. That bro, he, one must...
0: he never even brought that thing to his body. That yeah, was that... straight hand muscle. He's,
1: he's, a, he's a beast, man. He's a beast.
0: He's yeah. A beast. Oh, absolutely. Now the other the next matchup would be uh, Seattle against Tampa Bay. This would be a fun one.
1: Oh yeah! Oh gosh! Fun. I actually
0: think Tampa Bay would win this one, and it would just be because it'd be Tom Brady versus a really porous defense yeah. in Seattle. Like they just they don't have the defensive personnel to stop a team with Tom Brady. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know all these receivers they have even the running backs they have <laughs> yeah.
1: see the thing about this man this is a matchup I don't want to see in the wild card man I want to see this a little later on I want to see Tom Brady and Russell Wilson battle it out like for the, the NFC championship so hopefully the seed goes a little off and we can see that later but I definitely I think Tom Brady would take that just his weapons man he's starting to get connected with Antonio Brown more um Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, then Fournette's balling. It just, yeah, I don't see anybody. Yeah, Fournette's finally coming
0: on strong. Um, No, I I agree, but at the same time, it's just this year has been such a great year for the NFL in terms of quality of teams. Yeah. Like, if you look at the AFC, like, I don't want to see the Bills and Colts in round one. Like, that's a good matchup. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of great teams. It looks like, you know, for the AFC – 10-6 10-6 isn't going to get you to the playoffs. Uh-huh. NFC is going to be a little bit weaker this year, but it's still, like, it's straight quality. Every single team is going to be good, except for whoever wins the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next one would be Washington versus the Rams. Now, now, no, let's just say first, this is the same Rams team that just lost to the Jets. Uh-huh, this
1: is, this is what I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> I think that this Washington team will win whoever they play. Well, they will win their first game in the playoffs. I feel like just because I don't know, I'm just gonna do a wild card bet on that. I I think I think they'll win their first game in the playoffs, especially if it's against the Rams. Um they're not that bad of a team. Is Haskins starting for them right now?
0: Right now he is, but the pitcher is unclear for you know if they're the ones in the playoffs who will be starting
1: that. Yeah, yeah, but I like him. I I feel like they're, he needs to get a shot. I know Alex Smith is the comeback story and everything, but Haskins needs to develop. Alex Smith is, he needs to be a backup and needs to teach Haskins, like, you know, how this thing goes. But yeah, Washington, I'm picking Washington.
0: So I actually, like, I understand where you're coming from, but I actually, I have a a couple of hangups. So let me just say, I think the game is going to come down to who starts at quarterback for Washington. If Alex Smith starts, I think they win. If Dwayne Haskins starts, I think the Rams win. Because, yes, Dwayne Haskins deserves a shot, but he needs somebody that can actually teach him. Currently, there's nobody that's helping him actually improve his game because of that he has regressed from his first season to now.
1: I feel you. I think,
0: I think he was a better player coming out of college than he is right
1: now. That's true. That's true. And I can definitely give you that. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's just Alex Smith. I feel like they're starting him for the wrong reasons. It's kind of like the comeback thing. And I love Alex Smith. He's always been a beast when he was in San Francisco and all that. But
0: I I think there is two reasons why they're starting him. And both of them have to do with Ron Rivera. Reason number one, we've got Ron Rivera, who has been battling cancer yeah. You know, he's, I think he's actually, at this point, I think it, it's gone to remission, if I'm if I'm I am so, yeah. Yeah. And Alex Smith came out with that gruesome injury. I think part of Ron Rivera said, you know, you know, I've been, you know, I've been dealing with all this thing. Alex Smith was dealing with this. It's a perfect marriage for us. You know, let me yeah. go ahead and start, Alex. But the other part of me is, Ron Rivera loves having those bets that just... Understand and Dwayne Haskins is still he's young and he's in a completely new offense than he was last year. Yeah. And because of that, I think Ron Rivera just said, I need a vet, I need somebody who just understands so we can try to win some games here. Yeah,
1: I got you on that. I feel you.
0: So that's what that's what I think. Mean. So that would be the playoff pitcher if the playoffs were to start today for the NFC. Now, Let's go back to the AFC here. The ones that, the teams that are on the outside, but still have a chance to make it in, Baltimore is tied with Miami, but Miami has the tiebreaker for a better conference record. And then Vegas is a couple games back. They're technically still in, but a lot needs to go wrong for a lot of teams for them to actually get in the playoffs. Um, NFC, you've got Chicago one game behind. Phoenix, or Arizona. And then you've got uh, Minnesota, two games behind. And then if we're gonna talk about the NFC East, you've got the Giants and Dallas, both one game behind Washington. Giants do have the tiebreaker if they tie with Washington. So uh, there's a couple things that can change here, but I wanted to kind of start to do this because I don't see things going too crazy at the end. No, uh, really. We've got a couple of good matchups next week. We've got uh, Miami and the Raiders. That's going to be a big matchup to watch. And then we've got Colts versus Pittsburgh and Tennessee versus Packers. So I think after that, we're going to really have a better understanding of what's going to happen to the AFC and where teams are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, NFC wise, It's just been all over the place. I just feel like they're a weaker division, but there's just so much parity over there. So, like, we're seeing teams like Seattle lose to the Giants, and, like, it's just we're not shocked because they're all so flawed.
1: So, yeah, basically, I don't see anybody beating Kansas City, and if anybody does beat Kansas City, I feel like Baltimore will have to make the playoffs and really go on the run to see Kansas City and have that momentum and beat them. But nobody, I don't see anybody even coming close. Patrick Mahomes is a beast. Nobody can figure him out yet. So, uh, yeah, I feel like Kansas City is taking the Super Bowl. I think if you're going to beat Kansas
0: City, you have to control the clock, which means that you have to be a strong running team.
1: And, uh,
0: so the teams that I absolutely think cannot beat the Kansas City are some of the top teams in Pittsburgh and Buffalo. We're talking about the AFC. I don't think they stand a chance. Yeah. But actually, I think Tennessee, Cleveland, uh, Indianapolis, and Baltimore. If if a team is going to beat them, it's going to be one of those four teams, because those teams can keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands.
1: See, and the thing it's just it's just hit or miss with that because you know how quick he can score. That's the that's the craziest part. He scores were- real quick. Now, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not
0: saying it's likely one of those teams is going to win. I'm just saying if, if I had to put my money and say a team was going to do it, it would be one that I think I would actually put my money on Indy if I had to pick one team. If I had to pick one team, simply okay. so because they also they do have a strong, a strong defense, and lately Mahomes has been turning the ball over a little more, so yeah, they is. might be able to do something. True. I feel you, man. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. Kansas City is definitely the most complete team. Uh, that offense is so high-powered. That defense causes turnovers. I mean, they just look like a Super Bowl team to me. Um, in the NFC, it's a little less clear, but I think that it's the Packers. I think that's going to be the team to be. They're, right now, they're number one seed, and they look like it. Aaron Rodgers, it's he's – to me, he's the MVP right now. Um, it's it's close. Don't get me wrong; it's close between him and Mahomes. But I, I would give the nod to Aaron Rodgers as of right now. But the season, we still got two weeks left, so that's not final. Um, but I think that'd be a really fun Super Bowl. Currently, that's my pick. We'll see. You see what I do whenever we actually do our playoff special. But as of right now, I would say Indianapolis and Green Bay.
1: Okay. I don't know. I haven't, I
0: haven't made my decision yet. I'll, I'll think on it a little bit. Yeah. So that uh, that's what we got here for the NFL. Now we're trying something some new for the listeners. Uh, we were doing the social corner and you know, we liked having something that was like kind of personal, something that was like kind of moving away from sports, but that kind of I don't know. It got a little bland, I guess, uh, and it's just not being able to listen to, to the songs for like the song of the week really hurt the the presentation. Of that. So we decided to go with something new. Uh, Dan, you want to tell them what we decided to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we have a new segment called Keep It 100. So uh, basically, man, we're just going to step out of the world of sports and um, just talk about some current events that's going on in the world and just me and JB going to try to give you our a hundred percent honest opinion and um yeah man it should be cool man just to get our opinion on things outside of sports
0: okay and so let's start with just the thing that's you know blowing a lot of people's mind is the fact that we've got a coronavirus vaccine yeah well we got a couple of um uh, people are starting to take them uh, it's a lot of people are very skeptical uh, one thing I will say is that this whole coronavirus thing in general has been politicized and you, know, the different parties are doing, are saying different things about it for their own gain. Uh-huh. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, I mean, from everything I've seen, this is something that has been testing. Yes, the, it, it's happened really fast. But that doesn't mean it's untrustworthy
1: the way some people are saying. Yeah, see, I think people are putting a little bit too much of the social media thing into it because at first, because I was like that, I was skeptical at first, I was like, heck no, this seems like a conspiracy, this seems like they're trying to set us up, but like, if we just look at how the the world is that we live, I can't live like this for the rest of my life, bro, I want to go go to concerts again, I want to go to sporting events where, like, you can meet the person sitting next to you, I know it's going to be weird, but like, it's just that the, the I don't know it's the carefreeness that I miss, and I feel like if this vaccine can help us with it, I feel like I'm cool with it. As long as it's safe, man. As long as it's safe. Yeah, I mean,
0: and the fact of the matter is, we're seeing a lot of the, these big wigs in our in our country taking it now. Uh, Biden took it today. Uh, a lot of these Congress people have taken it.
1: So, huh, I, so are they? Is it? An
0: immune thing, or do you just take it if you have it? That's what I don't get. No, 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 no. You you take it if you don't have it. I believe. So I I believe. So the first person that took it, if I if I'm saying this correctly, I don't. I mean, look it up. But the first person in the U.S. to take it had just gotten over it. Okay. It was an elderly person. They gave it to her after she got over it they were getting ready to discharge her from the hospital they gave it to her um and it's to protect her from not getting it again because coronavirus isn't one of those things that you get once and you're immune to you can get it multiple times um so yeah you i think it's you i you know i'm that's a good question i'm not sure i don't i don't think you can take it if you have it though i don't think you look
1: into that yeah
0: yeah but um so yeah, that's a big thing. And then there's other. There's one other thing I do uh, want to talk about. Is so we had an absolute legend die, um, Chadwick Boseman earlier this. R. 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 Yeah, he, he had cancer. He hid it from the world. He just like he didn't. I I really respected that because like he didn't want to make excuses for anything. Exactly. Um,
1: all of those movies while he was getting treatment, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, it, it
0: absolutely is, but. So the last movie he ever shot was called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It just came out on December 18th. It's getting amazing scores. Everything I've been hearing, it is like his absolute best performance ever. Um, It's it's about about an old timey blues singers in the 1920 Chicago. So, you know, it's, Kind of him going back to his like biopic kind of roots.
1: Yeah, he's and so good with that. He's so good. With that.
0: He he really is. Like one of the things is like just as an actor, he transports you to like whatever role he was. Like mm-hmm. when he was Black Panther, honestly, I thought he was African.
1: Just <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I got sucked That's into crazy. the whole world, and then just like the vibrancy that they put that they showed that Wakanda was under, like it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I mean, Jackie Robinson, like... Jackie, oh, 42 like,
1: is one of my all-time felt, favorites, bro.
0: It's an amazing movie, but, like, I felt like I was, like, a Dodgers fan from back in old-time Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like he really just transports you in these roles. So I'm really excited to watch this. Uh, Viola Davis is also in it. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, but it's just gonna... It's great to see him kind of go out it's something iconic as it seems like this is. So that would definitely be my pick. You know, if you only watch one movie for the rest of the year, hold off on Wonder Woman or whatever else. (laughs) Watch
1: that. Go check that out, man. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman.
0: Yep, That's right. That's the last thing we're going to get. That is it for, for this week's episode. We're going to get this up as, as quickly as possible. And we're going to, we're going to be back hopefully in a, in a week or two.
1: Yep, yep, we'll holler at you guys, man. Keep listening.
0: All right, stay safe, everyone.